I think my staff's getting tired of me quoting Marshawn Lynch, but like he still said it best. Like he's about that action, right? Like, like on purpose, no matter where the location of the pitch is, you crazy fool. Like I'm telling you right now, there is not one hitter on the planet. Fellas, fellas, fellas. Yeah, I don't know about that, but you know what? I'll save it for 12 months from now. We'll talk about it in 12 months. <laughs> yeah. that dugout we got Bo and Joe coming up next on the farm system right here right now fellas 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 welcome and back the to another episode there he is I knew he was gonna slide in there <laughs> welcome back to another episode of the farm unfiltered unfiltered thoughts unfiltered no no ain't no red tape here baby ain't no red baby. tape you got the unfiltered haircut too. You put the line on oh, the other side this time, oh, Joe. Oh yeah. Ooh, ooh. Don't. Uh, I mean, Brody? he got a little. He got a. You know, I let my barber get a little freedom. You know, he do his thing. He's got a little. He's got a little suave in there. I like it. Yeah, a little suave. I don't know how you just got a haircut and then put a hat I on. I know. Well, I didn't. You know, I didn't get a. I was in a shower and then you know. Oh, we'll, we'll you figure it out. Away. Okay, yeah, we'll, rocking we'll the rocking rocking the farm instead. I hear you. Yeah, I you know, you. you know. I mean, you got you got you got to do the promotion on there. Hey yo, hey yo, but yeah, those new hats are gangster. I love those things. Yeah, hundred percent. That almost makes me not want to get my hair cut for a week so I can make sure I can. That's wear what them. I'm saying. I'm like battling it. Like, do I just let it grow out and put the hat on, or what? You know, <laughs> love it, love it. Yeah. So, I mean, I think realistically, I think realistically, Bo, we get inspiration coming from a million different places. Um, and typically, yeah. you know, I'm, 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 you know, I'm popping off. You know, I have no uh, loss of words, as some might yeah. say. Um, no but, filter. Uh, yeah, you brought uh, you brought some uh, interesting conversation you and I were having the other day, and so uh, we kind of want to bring that up, and, you know, dive yep. in and maybe explain some some views and perspectives and uh, understanding yeah. and it not we we talk about that a lot, right? On Twitter and responding in a lot of different social media platforms, it's not necessarily yep. the best place to have a discussion because you can't, yeah. uh, especially something that. Um, is challenging, right? Like uh, to be able to see facial expressions, to be able to hear tone of voice, to be able to express yeah. your views holistically and not, you know, in a, what is it? 240 characteristics yeah. or whatever. Right. For um, sure. So um, I think that that can be uh, there as well. And then also we can consume words obviously a lot faster uh, yeah. through audio or through video uh, than we can, yeah. you know, we'll could write a whole thread with just our opening statement we just did. So for sure. in any case, what you got, Pam? Yeah. Well, I think the first thing to impress with this, Joe, I think it's so important because I traditionally had more of this mindset before we kind of have been on this journey personally for me in the coaching journey of like self-org versus movement. And I've kind of got b- gone back and forth with Caleb a couple times the last like month. And uh, Caleb, I don't mean any ill intention by it. I, I truly just want to understand that's really what Joey and I do. So if I came off a certain way, I'm sorry, didn't mean to to, to hurt your feelings or anything, but I also think this conversation is good to have in general for the coaching community. So Caleb tweeted, um, John Peabody actually sent out a video of a bunch of hitters hitting base hits on pitches that weren't strikes. It was like 0% of the hits were in the zone. Mm -hmm. And Caleb tweeted it and said, uh, do more of this and less legislating and promoting your favorite arbitrary version of idolized swing mechanics. And so I commented back, isn't it possible these guys are able to be that adjustable at that level due to their movement patterns and mechanics. And he makes a good point that I agree with. He says, I think it all depends on how we choose to see. If we want to see specific mechanical execution, we will find a way to see that. But if we choose to see freedom of authentic movement expression that is tied to the task, then that 
opens up more possibilities. So um, mm. that's kind of where we started, Joe, and we started talking about it and going down a rabbit hole. And, and you and I thought, you know what, we could probably do this on a podcast and kind of open up and one, explain our thoughts and two, just kind of merge the camps together that like, in a way, I think we're all saying some of the same stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of overlap. So um, first off, I, I would like, um, I want to agree. I want to talk about the points where I agree. Yeah. Um, so first off, obviously, self-organization isn't a myth, right? It is something that we do based on constraints and also too, uh, based on organisms. There's a lot of studies you can go into all these things where um, it's not wrong, right? This is a base of uh, when you start learning skill acquisition, um, that we self-organize constantly all the time based on certain constraints. For example, I can do certain things in water that I can't do. Again, we start getting into affordance thing. I do certain things in water I can I can't only do on land, or um, you know, or I start doing things on. I can do certain things on ice, or I can do certain things while I'm skydiving that I can't do. Yeah. You know, when I'm doing other stuff. So based on the tasks that I'm actually doing, you're obviously your kinematics are actually different compared to the tasks that I'm doing, right? Um, obviously, there's overlap on a lot of different uh, things. And also uh, with that, that is a, a big uh, piece of being able to develop skills and move in different ways is by, you know, basing it on constraints and allowing guys to have, um, you know, create some athleticism within these type of constraints as well. Um, right. So I, I agree there. And I also agree with him. Another big point that I want to say that I agree with is I also agree with him on the sense of we see what we want to see. Right. Yeah. So we see what we want to see, but also too that works both ways. You also see what you want to see. Right. For sure. And because of that, you can go down a branch of a tree and go so far down, especially when it's not your forte. Right. When something's not yeah. your forte or not your style or not your time, you can definitely want to run down with that confirmation bias. And that, yeah. that works both ways. That works both ways, not just one way. Yeah. Right. And we always like the assumption. Sometimes we like to weaponize things as this is how this person's viewing it. And this is why he's wrong. When meanwhile, half the time, we're usually doing the exact same thing. And we're trying to explain why the other person's wrong. And because of that, we never actually come together on. Um, and we're just our whole time, we're not trying to come to a conclusion, or come to a, an actual truth and discover something. We're just trying to prove yeah. why we're right. Right, for sure. And uh, that's a whole nother thing. Um, again, I'm guilty. Everyone's guilty, right? We fall into these patterns all the time. Just want to point those things out before we get going right. too, right, Bo? So the same thing, I want to give yep. you the opportunity because I know you've mentioned that a couple of times that uh, things where you agreed. So go ahead and no, uh, elaborate. I think I'd probably just um, piggyback off of yours, like both points I agree with. I think that in reality, um, self-organization can work for similar movers depending on uh, their movement profile. And I, I think there's a time and a place for that for sure. I think where... Uh, sometimes we can miss the boat and we can start the conversation this way, which we talk about going to the doctor, you know, let's mm. say that um, there's a, a medication for your foot that hurts sometimes or, or depression. Let's use depression. For example, there's like a hundred different medications that we can prescribe, even though we're feeling the same thing. Right. So for hitters, just because uh, some of the movement deficiencies is the same, doesn't mean that the environment and the self, the, what you put them in will listen to movement that it did for another person and so while i agree uh with the self-org to an extent you also need to understand the movement first and the movement for the individual because we're all unique mm -hmm. and what works for joey and you know if we have similar issues that we're trying to train it doesn't necessarily mean i could just go in the same environment and get the same results joey does and yeah. so i, yeah, I think I, I think sometimes we can limit ourselves in that in that way that 
And I think a lot of it too, what you said on, it's just because we don't fully understand what's going on. Yeah. I mean, I want to make the clear clarification on this note though. Um, we don't, uh, or again, I don't want to speak to you. I don't disagree with the concept of self-organization. I disagree with yeah. the interpretation of self-organization and what a, sure. how a lot of people try to implement it. I, yeah. obviously, just like anybody else, like gravity, it's real, right? It is by definition and how our body organizes. Yes, our body will organize. But again, I'll quote uh, Eugene here, right? Uh, self-organization is not always self-optimization, right? While I might organize within a certain constraint, like for example, um, there's only so many different ways to kick a ball, right? So yes, you're going to move a certain way and also at large in a big pattern, um, at a big and, and, and large, again, someone that does a task, they're going to be more efficient. They're going to self-organize. And again, being the, in the sense of being like how they're creating force, um, they're going to fall into a bigger bucket of someone than, than someone that has never done something. Okay. So yeah. for example, so again, like, let's say it's like kicking a ball. Okay. Uh, you take a novice and this is where a lot of people get lost in the basics of, of the science, right. Of skill acquisition. Okay. You take, you take the novice and you go into, um, you take a novice or you take someone that is considered an expert. And also you gotta, ex again, those are subjective terms. Okay. Yep. But you take a novice and you take someone that's been, uh, that's been doing something. Cause again, in science perspectives, a lot of times in skill acquisition, um, literature, an expert is not what we consider like MLB. An expert is like someone that plays like high school baseball is considered yeah. an expert and a lot of compared to a novice when a lot of times they're doing scientific, uh, experiments. Right. So let's yeah. say, again, I'll give that analogy, right? Now, high school baseball players, yes, they're moving more skilled than a yeah. novice. But yeah. does that mean that they're moving optimally? No, right? Does that mean that they, did they self-organize to that point? Yes. Are they moving the most efficiently that they could? And are they the best athletes on the planet, right, that can be able to do these things? No, right? So that's the other thing. And so basically, I think a large part too, where he's, his, inner web or what I would argue that not just him, uh, a camp of people, like, again, we're talking about uh, this tweet indirectly. So, I mean, his, his tweet directly, but inside a, a camp that goes in that direction where everything is just like set up machines, uh, you know, let's promote athleticism. And again, all these things that, that sound good within theory, when you're first getting into skill acquisition, um, there's pieces of that, that I hundred percent understand and agree with what they're trying to do. Um, but also too, there's a deeper level where you got to keep going deeper into skill acquisition and learning there's other parts of a science are saying it's not that that is no longer relevant it is relevant but the next part of that as well is understanding that high school players are is not the goal being a yeah. high school baseball player is not the goal right yeah. so yes i can just put people in environments and guess what when you come and hit every day and we hit baseballs and we're on a field and we have a bat and we have all these things yes i'm going to self organize and start to be more efficient at this, even if, again, if I get coaching, if I don't get coaching and also too, you, you take at a larger scope behind all of that, all of these constraints that are have been in place and all these variables that are put in place, I'm going to start getting better at that sport and start, um, organizing and coordinating my body to be able to produce force and transfer force and space and direction and all these other things better than someone that has never played before. Sure. Yeah. No problem. But yeah. am I going to be Mike Trout? If that was true, we would all be Mike Trout, right? Yeah, be a lot more Mike, Mike Trout. Trouts. Yeah, Mike Trouts would be popping up all over the place. All those would happen, right? It, okay, with that true, again, am I going to be? Am I going to be Otani? 
right? Am I going to yeah. be, uh, I'm just hitting angels here. I am. I'm just hitting yeah. angels here, but again, am I yeah. going to be Ryan Braun, right? Am I going to be Miguel Cabrera? Am I going to be, um, Jose Altuve? Um, and I know someone's like, well, I don't have a buzzer. I don't have a syringe. Get the heck yeah. out of here. Okay. Come on. Yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah. Calm down now. For sure. But my point with all of those things is yes, I'm going to organize to a certain extent. Right. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that I'm going to be optimized. And that's where, uh, the other part of that of being is like, okay, we'll keep constraining, keep constraining. But again, you got to understand the movement yeah. to be able to design constraints to get guys to move certain ways to make specific adaptations to their deficiencies. And you have to be able to identify their deficiencies to be able to get them to be able to do certain aspects that other athletes yeah. can't do. And it's the same on the, on the other yeah. side of things. With that yeah. being said, Bo, I'm going to take a breath. I'm going to breathe yeah. and catch my breath yeah. while you know you recover here because I know that that was a lot yeah. and people were like, Ah, already. Yeah. So go ahead. I was just going to say too, cause I mean, you're, you're kind of the nerd. I think when, <laughs> sorry, Joe, I'm not, I'm not no, making fun of you. No, but I, I, I agree. I, I take I, it as a compliment though. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of it too, because, and we used to say this and really it's to psychology in this way, really we're conditioning movements. So <clears throat> self-organization, it's like the Marinovich project. If you can control everything from the time they start training till they get to the big leagues, I think you can probably do more of a self-organization as long as you understand the move. The issue is that a lot of these guys have been coached for, mm. for 10, 10 years. You know, if you, it, it kind of depends on where they're at in the journey. Are they more malleable or are these things pretty hardwired? Because, you know, if you try to put somebody in a, uh, a position where um, you're trying to expose the deficiencies, like our body is just going to keep on organizing to complete the task. And so, um, I do think it can work more if they're younger kids, obviously we look at skill, uh, acquisition science. Um, and that's why I brought up the thing the other day with the gate patterning, like, do you think that you could do that with a young kid and just self-organize all the way through until they're big leaguers, which in a way you listen to like Chris Bryant or trout or a lot of these guys, they were never really coached much. They really kind of did self-organize and they were great ball players because nobody messed with them. But in today's day and age, everybody has a different coach every other week. So in order for us to really make a change and to get the most out of the self-organization, like you kind of have to develop the plan to actually get that stuff to stick where the brain doesn't know any different. It sees a stimulus and we're going to respond. And especially mm -hmm. if they don't understand the move and mm -hmm. uh, had that discussion yesterday, I brought up with you where uh, when a buddy of mine said, these 10 year old kids don't understand what you're saying to them. Well, mm -hmm. it's because a lot of 10 year old kids aren't talked to like they're intelligent enough to understand the movement where if you can get these kids to understand the move at a younger age too, like now you can kind of put them in environments and constrain it even more because I understand what we're trying to get out of this thing, you know? And so um, I wanted to add that in there that people seeing these tweets aren't just big leaguers or they aren't just 12. Like it might've been for a 12 year old, but you're going to have an 18 year old see the tweet now and try to train that way. And so I know it's hard to give all that context in a tweet, but yeah, that's what we talk about is like, wh who is this message for? And how can we try to protect it to like, if somebody else out of that, uh, that we're talking to sees it, that it doesn't hurt their development as well. I think that's also something you can. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, the, the initial bigger argument that's going to be said that it's like, oh, so you understand the move. I don't understand the move, but you understand the move. And this is the thing. With that being said, there isn't, it's not a move. It's not a single move. It's a series of movements series of moves. and transitions yeah. of movements and, and through uh, to and through positions, right? Yeah. Um, on a particular task. Now, again, with that being said, 
there is multiple hundreds of thousands of tasks within baseball just when you think of hitting. Okay. Now, with yeah. that being said, this is where people also get lost with this, right? And this is where we come with the analogy of uh, we're all trying to get to the same place, though, within those, within that. When I say same place, like let's say again, the ball's down and away. Let's say we all get the same exact, you know, pitch. Let's call it all even, right? For this moment. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're all trying to get to the same destination. Me and you are both trying to drive the best buy, right? You yeah. you start from one place. I start from one place. We we have our own um, a series of variables that we have to uh, you know get through to be able to get there, right? So with that, is there variability in what you're doing? Yes. Is there variability in what I'm going to have to do? Yes. But at the same time, I'm going to have to be able to like you still have to be going in the same general direction. And again, this is where the um, this is where we get to bandwidth. And we want to limit that bandwidth. The best players in the world have a limited bandwidth, right? We don't, for example, if me and you're trying to drive the Best Buy, right? And you're driving to my side of town, right? And again, you would be driving, just give everybody context here in Vegas. If you were to be driving to me, you'd be driving, uh, you'd be driving towards uh, like Utah, for example. Okay. Yeah. Now, if you all of a sudden try to go to Best Buy, that's come by my house, but then you drive, start driving towards California, which is the complete opposite direction. Yes. Do you have the ability to do that? Yes. Is that an option? Yes. Is that a good option? No. Right. That's not one that we would like to have to be able to get to the same spot. And also, too, if we're taking some of those routes, if we're taking some of those routes um, based on the task, right? Like, let's say all of a sudden I gave you a time limit. You have to be there in 20 minutes. Well, if you start heading towards California, there's a good chance that you're not going to be successful. Right. Yeah. So let's self-organize. Okay. Now, again, I put you within a task. You self-organize. You self-organize within that task. Now, this is the problem, though, as well, is I'm also, even though I'm, my body's uh, going to uh, compensate and do whatever it can, right, to complete the task, just because um, it doesn't mean that it's always successful, right? That's why hitters are not successful that often, right? So the other part with that is also, okay, I'm success successful within my self-organization uh, when I'm as I'm self-organizing, but to what degree? What degree mm -hmm. of success? We like to say success is a checkpoint. To what degree? Everybody's successful to what degree, right? So mm -hmm. now when we go to what degree, now that's where the separation becomes where, yes, we're all in, in at a, when you look at it from a macro point perspective, especially from a scientific perspective, we're all running in a general direction, the same general direction. But at the same time, there's obviously variables between each of us. And those small variables are what separate us as being, um, again, there's a, there's a small separation from Mike Trout to other big leaguers, but at the same time, it's significant, you, you know, like $400 million significant. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. like, so sure. yes, yes. In general, if you look from a macro view and this is where we take in, um, uh, we've said this before, but again, you take in, I think this actually came from, um, uh, Parker originally, but then, uh, uh, bleak took this and then we, we've used this analogy before too, as well is again, if you are to look on a map, right. And as we get tighter and tighter bandwidth, me and you, me and you take the same, uh, like, let's say me and you are going to the same, like the store, right? We take the same route to the yep. store every day. Right. And so if you were to look on, if you were to look on a map, right. Um, like say, let's say you're on Google maps, right. It's going to show that we're going to the same places. It's going to show that we're going to the same places all the time. Right. But at the same time on my route there, right. I might have to change lanes, right. There's somebody slow in front of me and I might have to change lanes to get around them. I might travel at a faster rate of speed. I might go at a slower rate of speed. Maybe the light changes and I try to speed up through it. Maybe it's, it hits a red light and I have to stop. Maybe I have to yep. do all these other things, right? 
So while I am traveling on the same roads, there is slight variability within all of that. And the tighter I can get that bandwidth, which instead of just, maybe I'm just changing lanes instead of taking an extra, a different road to get to the same place. And so, um, again, as you become more and more efficient, right. And you learn your streets, right. And you learn the, the, your, uh, how you're moving, which is movement or, uh, motor control, right. Once I learn to limit how many different streets, right. And I figure out the fastest and most efficient way to get this task done. I stop taking all these random routes that are very inefficient. I'm driving in circles around the block, right. I'm going in school zones. I'm doing all these other things, right. I I figure out the most efficient route, which is what Google does. Finds you the most efficient route, right. Gives you one or two options just in case there's a delay, right. But it doesn't give you 700 options to get to one place because that would be very inefficient be very inefficient, right? I want to know the, sure. the, you know, the top three routes or whatever, right? Within and certain moments, just in case there's a delay or there's something happening and I have to make a change. But other than that, right? Again, I want to tighten and tighten and tighten that bandwidth um, within all of those things uh, to make that happen. And just like Google, instead of me just organizing and figuring out by driving every day, to figure out yeah. what's the fastest route. Instead, Google just tells us and saves us yeah. millions of hours, right? Millions of hours of figuring things out. And I don't even, and then to the point where people start using it, even to the point where they go too far and they start using it as a crutch, right? And they can't drive without Google, right? And that's where yeah. the coach becomes the crutch for players. Yeah. But anyway, and I know that was a lot again. I know that was a lot again. Yeah. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to unpack and make sense of it because I understand the analogy, but just in case people are missing you. So if the location in your example, the location is like where I am. It's like my movement profile. Is that what you would say? Like it, t- it tells me where I'm at. So then it puts a plan on how to get where I'm going. So if I'm trying to do this for a player, uh, self-org or put them in an environment, constrain it. Would you say the location is like my movement profile? Now we can put a plan together to get to the destination. Yeah. You so need I to would understand say, that first. Yeah. I would say, I'd say, I would say, um, where I'm starting is, uh, what, where I'm starting the car I'm driving, right. Uh-huh. The, the, the car I'm driving. And again, like what my capabilities, again, am I riding a bike? Am I driving yeah. a car? Am I driving a, a helicopter? Right. That is yeah. the difference from the very beginning of who I am as an athlete. Right. Okay. The route yep. I take is the movement pattern of one of the possibilities that I could, I could utilize. And then the destination is again the the goal, right? That is the yeah. goal. That's where I want. That's the ball, some part in the zone. That is, um, you know, again like a curveball, ball entering from a certain angle with certain spin within all of that, right? Um, and then yeah, so that, those are the 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 three things. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so understanding. Um, I, I just thought of this example. Utilizing a map by yourself and trying to figure that out without understanding the move. Is that is it safe to say that's kind of like self-work without understanding the movement where if I'm able to plug it into a computer and it's it's like a shortcut because now I understand yeah. where I'm at. Well, and you that's know? the thing is a shortcut. The difference between the difference between um, the MapQuest or you know or a, a Google Maps, right? Google Maps and then me just like self-orging to fi- figure out the, the quickest routes. The issue with that is like you said is time, right? And this is the thing. I'm not telling you that it's out of the realm of possibilities that you could figure out how to get there, right? Yeah. But we got to understand that this isn't just driving down the street. This isn't a simple task. This isn't, yeah. um, this isn't yeah. 
learning how to pick something off a table. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not finding the quickest route to pick something off the table. We're not driving around the corner. We're talking about going to a, a specific place, you know, in, you know, Siberia, right from here yeah. and figuring out the quickest route and like something where you have, again, this is very complex task. Very, very, it's again, it's one of, that's why it's so hard to study. It's one of the most yeah. complex tasks that you can do within human movement. Right. Yeah. So with that being said, it's not something where it's just like, well, yeah, but if I try enough, I'll figure it out. No, no, no. This is the thing. Yes. This is where the time scale comes on. You only have a limited window of how long you can play baseball, a very yeah. limited window. If you don't figure it out within that very limited window, you do what me and you do. You start coaching, you get another job. That's what you do. <laughs> yeah. Right. So as a coach, <laughs> our job is to get them there faster. And also too, the quicker that they can get there, we can also start working on again, the athleticism and the strength and be able to maximize, right. Once they have the, the efficiency of the movement pattern. And again, it's not that linear. It sounds good, but it's not that linear. Right. Yeah. But my point with all of that as well is that we got to understand it's like, it's like trying to get to the top. Let's go, let's go. You could go Mount Everest. You could do all these things where you all of a sudden you put on this other scale where like, if you don't do it, there's death. And death yeah. happens to be me not playing baseball anymore. And if I don't have a route, yeah, I can go and try to climb up Mount Everest by myself and say, screw it, I'm just going to figure it out. Well, guess what? A lot of people died doing that, right? Yeah. And again, the same thing with baseball. You think that no one's ever tried to get to the major leagues by themselves? I mean, I've, we all have done that, right? And then yeah. we have coaches along the way that are trying to help us get there. And I understand it doesn't mean that um, coaches are perfect or they don't make mistakes or that they understand movement holistically, but it, it's better to have a guy that's, you know, they might, you might have a guy that doesn't know everything about Mount Everest, but he knows a hell of a lot more than you do. He knows a hell yeah. of a lot more than you do. And he can save you. And again, don't be wrong. He can make mistakes too. And he could also lead to death. That happens all the time as well on Mount Everest. But it doesn't yeah. mean going up there alone is again, or again, just trying to, uh, just trying to put myself where the constraints of Everest and just saying, okay, I'm going to just try to get to the top. That's, yeah. that's a, that's again, it's a death sentence. Yeah. For, uh, I want to ask you about this one too, because um, we talked about with Caleb and, and Brian Pozos from 108 when we were there. Understanding the concepts, and I know from a psychological conditioning perspective, maybe you can open it up from a skill acquisition perspective. How important is it, do you think, for the player to fully understand to get for them to get the move to stick? And the reason I ask that is obviously from a behavioral conditioning perspective, the more we understand, the more we'll be able to replicate it in the future. I feel like some of the camp with the self-org, it's like the player is completing the task that we're putting them in, but will they always have it in their arsenal if they don't fully understand what they're training? Yeah, so I think that, uh, again, the, a big piece of kind of like what you're saying as well is, is the other big piece here is, first off, uh, they don't – I always tell players, if you have to know what I know to be able to hit, you're in trouble, right? Yeah. You don't, you don't need to be the nerd, right? You don't need to be the nerd. Let me be the nerd, right? And you be, again, the NASCAR driver. You don't need to know everything the, the pit crew knows about the car, how to build engines, how to do all that. Like, you don't need to know all that stuff to be a good NASCAR driver. Now, again, you do have hitters like J.D. Martinez that are very in tune with their body and they, need, they know all those things and that made them a better hitter. But then you got guys yeah. like Miguel Cabrera, you got guys like Mike Trout. And I know, for example, because we train players that play on those teams and have conversations with these, with these, with these guys that Miguel Cabrera knows what it feels like. 
Yeah. Trout knows what it feels like. He knows how to hit the curve. He knows how it feels like. But again, it doesn't mean that he can build an in, a car. It doesn't mean yeah. he can build a transmission. It doesn't mean that he can build the most stable and he has the most innovative eye to also build the next thing and, and come up with new – like he knows what it feels like for him when he's driving and how he wants it to hit the corner and how he yeah. wants to do things, right? So yeah. so I, I think the big piece with all of those things is as we start to conceptualize – and again, it definitely helps with buy-in when they want to understand right what we're trying to work on and I'm showing them move and showing them – that that process obviously definitely works in my in my brain, but also at yeah. the same time, a lot of people just do things. I have athletes that are everything in between. I want to know everything, or I'll do anything you say, and I could care less. Just I just want it to work. Yeah. I'll do whatever you tell me to do, right? And and again, I've gotten players that with both mindsets to a really good spot, right? Yeah. And not to say one's better than the other. So they're both better than each other in certain ways. The guy that wants to know everything, right, sometimes yeah. is crippled by not having one piece of information. And again, that could hurt him because he, you know, he has no imagination and it's like, he needs to have, you know, step by step by step by step. And I was, I was he more that guy map. that could cripple me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, um, then you have the other guy that again could also be crippled because he is, um, on the opposite side of that. He can be crippled because he doesn't understand the move. So again, he doesn't know when he's good. He doesn't know when he's bad. He always yeah. needs feedback from other people. And then also two, he always, always needs to be led uh, kind of in that way as well. And again, both of them can build dependencies based on different reasonings, right? Yeah. Um, so again, that also goes, and then there's everything in between. There's everything in between, right? Yeah. Guys that want to know more, guys that want to know less. And then, you know, all kinds of different guys that are hybrids uh, that, you know, also bring their own ideas to the thing. And then, you know, there's, there's, there's yeah. everything in between. Yeah, piece there, Joe, that I didn't want to run by, and I'm just I'm just drilling you with questions today, going off the script. But you mentioned two guys, JD Martinez and um, Miguel Cabrera, and I think I wanted to touch on this because from the skill acquisition point, you have a guy that made a major swing overhaul that wants to know a lot, wants to video a lot, and he wants to really understand, right? And then you mm -hmm. have a guy like Miguel Cabrera that can go off of feel, and from a coach and an outside perspective, and not trying to make an assumption, I would say it's because he's done the move. Uh, Miguel Cabrera has done the move more often the right way. So he knows what it feels like where JD Martinez is learning a brand new skill in the middle of his career. You know, mm. um, why don't you unpack some of that stuff? And, and I think that can also play into what I said earlier is like, where are these guys at when they're trying to make some of these changes? Yeah. Um, I think too often what we like to do is we like to take movement, skill acquisition, all these things and detach them from the brain. We like to yeah. detach them and say, oh, okay, it's just the CNS system, which again, obviously is still interconnected with the brain. Again, we like to see these individual systems. We like to see them as all separate things. When in reality, uh, I was just telling a player this the other day, um, it's a habit. It's a habitual yeah. autonomous habit that we control. Again, like when we're hitting, when people say like, you don't have time to think and all those things, like you're right. Like in those situations, you have bit, built a habitual a uh, pattern that responds, right? That reacts to a stimulus, which is the same as what a drug addict does, the same as what you know we do when we drive cars, the same as yeah. what we do when with alcoholics, the same things where there's a trigger, there's a stimulus, and then there's a response. And there's and then I can stop that process, right? I can stop being an addict, I can stop doing those things, but a lot of times I do them without even thinking, right? Because why? Yeah. It's habitual and it's autonomous. And so I can stop that by um, creating a new trigger when that happens, where I'm like, again, I respond with something else instead of me going and grabbing the alcohol out of the fridge, right. Or whatever I'm doing. Instead I go and do, I go for a run. Every time I want to yeah. drink, I go for a run. 
right? Yeah. So what am I doing? Now I'm overhauling that, okay, I have a stimulus, I have a response, and then I have a, an, a, a conscious thought that I go to where I'm not going to drink, I'm going to go for a run, right? Yeah. So same thing happens when we go into on the opposite side, when we're going into skill with, a, with an athlete, okay? So in the beginning, and they actually did this, and you can look at this, and um, Bo, I'm sure you can add. I, I don't know. The, I don't remember the exact studies. I've just been uh, reading a lot more uh, lately as well. But in any case, they started looking at like uh, mice going through mazes, right? Yeah. In the very beginning, they'd go into the maze. There's a lot of conscious effort. There's a lot of yeah. conscious effort. The brain lights up like a Christmas tree, right? Yep. Lights up. It's got to think a ton in certain regions of the brain. Obviously, more uh, again, they, they don't have the same brains as we do, but. In any case, yeah. there's a lot of activity within the brain because they have to make decisions. They have to figure out which way they want to go. They make mistakes, all those other things. As yeah. they go through the maze more and more and more and they know where the cheese is, right, they start thinking less, right? Because it takes less mental effort because they just take the same route that they've taken a million times. And again, it takes less effort to be able to get to the cheese because they've done it so many times and becomes habitual and it becomes um, it becomes autonomous, right? So I don't have to think, uh, again, I get to the point of unconscious uh, competence, right? We get all the yeah. way to that other phase, right? But in the very beginning, and this is why we're also, just so too, if this guy, if this is all intrigued you and gets all this stuff, we're going to do a skill acquisition course here soon. And again, it will yeah. unwrap a lot of this stuff as well. And we'll, we'll make it into uh, even more digestible pieces and like teach all this stuff to you. But right now, I kind of want to explain to your question. But then you take somebody like you're saying with like JD Martinez, that it's not so much I, I I would say, for my opinion, not that that isn't a factor for sure that he did it in the middle of his career, but I think what is the the big piece of why he has to watch so much video and he has to do so much of those other things is to your point is that um, he wants to go back to that old pattern, just like an alcoholic always. That's why alcoholics always say that I'm an alcoholic, even when they haven't drank for 20, uh, 10 years, because the pattern is still there. And if they're not careful, they'll slide right back in. And that pattern doesn't, again, yeah. the brain doesn't erase it, right? That pattern yeah. is there. The, the addiction is still there, right? And so, and, and again, how am I, and again, those, those forms and those regions of the brains have already been there. I just created a new pattern, a new route that I do, that I choose to pick. And very easily, if I'm not careful, just like JD Martinez, I can slide right back into that old pattern and fall into that yeah. other way of life. And then that habitual and autonomous pattern can take over again. And so- um, like you're saying, it's so important for JD Martinez to video himself and to get feedback all the time, just like it is for an alcoholic to have a sponsor yeah. or to have some accountability partner or something like that to be around with him to hold him because very easily without knowing he could slip back in that other way and he needs that feedback yeah. so that he can make sure with that, well, you know, and that's, and that's important. Yeah. yeah. And I think too, the, just to add to your point, I've been re researching a lot of the neuroscience on addiction and Research shows that the brain's like very malleable, even when you're old. Yeah. It just it's mm -hmm. just harder to hard to rewire the brain patterning. For something like an addiction, it might take 12, 12 months because mm -hmm. you can constantly do the right thing every day. Hitting, it's very hard because there's so many other variables. Like I could swing perfect with the pitches in there, so now I'm changing my mechanics, posture, a million different things that we can go into there. And that's why it's even more important to video if you're trying to make a swing change because it's not just me. I, it's it's an open skill. Yeah, you know, I was there's more say, variables I was say you're not, than that. You're not you're not changing one thing. You're changing yeah. a lot of things. A you're changing things. a lot of habitual. It's not it's not oh I have a drink. Oh, and also too, let me add in this. It 
you're having to you're having to move this way and respond this way within a you know a millisecond. You know, like yeah. we're not talking about we're not talking about oh, I can think about this for ten minutes if I'm going to drink yep. or not. This is we're talking about like very the brain's just the brain just pop 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 and it's yep. it's, it's very rapid, right? Yeah, and and it's it's a whole nother ball game. Yeah, yeah, because that's what to your point. I, I just want to briefly touch on it just in case anybody's listening. They actually have shown and and alcoholic anonymous because there's my my uh, grandpa used to say this before he passed away he stopped telling himself he was an alcoholic after two years because he also was conditioning his brain to think he was where yeah i already changed the behavior i already have different outlets really what you're trying to do is create new habits so if you have a new habit made you can stop telling yourself you are which some people need to do it that's once again that's in general not everybody my 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 other grandma says it every day because that's what keeps her on the straight and narrow do yeah, whatever right. you need to yeah, do yeah. to stay on the straight and narrow. But yeah, you can get to this point where it's like second nature. And now I don't even realize I had an addiction at one point, And I don't need to call myself an addict anymore. Just like yeah. some of these big leaguers, like there's a reason we have new feels and new things because at some point it just becomes second nature to us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I and again, and it, yeah, no, for sure. And JD Martinez obviously moves. Um, again, he spent a lot of time, he spent a lot of effort and right. And he did all those things where a lot of those skills are very habitual and uh, autonomous to him, obviously with him hitting in the big leagues right now. And again, and and a lot of times too, um, and uh, again, just to have everybody give some awareness as well. uh, A lot of these things, uh, I started going down this route and a a lot of those uh, as well is because my roommate, um, actually works at, um, and she's been her entire career has worked in drug addiction, um, works at facilities and uh, rehabilitation facilities and all that stuff. And again, um, on top of that as well, again, just going into habitual things, even with people that are gambling, right. It's the same, our brain is again, to go back to the principles, it's, it's just, uh, the same process is happening in just different areas, right. Yeah. It could be any habit in our life. It could be smoking cigarettes. It could be, um, exercise. It could be diet. It could be all, all of those things, right? It just, again, we love to pull out addictions and all those other things because obviously there's a harmful and big, you know, response, right? And again, um, yeah. obviously there's a lot of pain there where, again, for, for whatever reason, if you die in 60 years, it makes us feel a lot different than if you, you know, die from drugs in one year or something like that, right? Like, right. It, again, we, we put this, this thing on time. So anyways, um, I say all that yeah. to say, I say all that to say that again, um, rewatering uh, uh, patterns for that ex- exact thing. For if you take it in this other area and you go to a, n- a different area of life, I can't just yes, it is one thing. Okay, cool. I'm not going to keep alcohol in the house, right? Or for right. example, for a hitter, okay, we're going to change the constraints, right? Which is all that is, right? We're changing the constraints where we make it more difficult to do the wrong thing, right? Yeah. But with that being said, to what degree? Do I go mi- live out in the middle of nowhere where I have to go travel two hours to go get some alcohol? Yeah. Right. Do, do as a hitter, when it comes to, again, self-organization, right. Then we also get to the other side of, again, how hard that pull is to move that other way. Because now how does that relate back to hitting is how hard do I make it to move another way? Right. Do I, yeah. do I give them a short bat? Do I also put them on yoga blocks? Do I also, um, toss balls down and away? Do I also angle the, 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 um, angle the L screen? Do I also uh, put an L screen on the, his back where if he pulls and hits it, like how hard do I make it to do the other? But again, that all comes back to first, you have to identify the problem. You can't constrain yeah. something. And again, if you keep it real broad and everybody thinks they're constraining it so much by putting on below and break doing breaking balls and they have to do that every day. Again, 
that isn't constraining it. There's so many more constraints that I could put in there. But again, it all yeah. comes back to I have to know what I'm trying to get them to rather than um, – and, and I know the argument back would be, well, I'm just trying to get him to hit. Well, that to yeah. me is too simplistic because what does that mean? That's very subjective. There is no clear-cut goal there. There is no, okay, we're going to hit 300. Okay, well, I can hit 300 for a lot of different reasons. Right. I could be a yeah. really good again. I might have a ton of courage. Or I could I could be again on the opposite side of be naive or, or narcissistic. And I could also think that, again, I never fail. And so because of that, even when I move like crap or even when I suck, I never let the mental side get into my brain and don't ever think that I'm a bad hitter. Right. Like that Edgar Martinez quote that we talked about. Right. Like there could be so many reasons that I can get to that point and they all measure up together that create an output number like batting average. Right. Yeah. So so. One that is uh, clear cut though, again, and what we're able to do now with all the things we have together, we're not at one point we were just guessing, but the game has changed. We can look at kinematics and we can say, yeah. you don't move within the bandwidth of these pro most professional athletes. We're not guessing. Sure. We're not, we're not guessing on the movement and saying like, listen, your trunk is at 90 degrees. Every pro athlete is between 60 and, and, and 70 or whatever. Right. Like I'm making up a number, yeah. right? Well, we can give a bandwidth. And we can say, right, this is where you are, and this is not how they – you move like a high school athlete. You move within the bandwidth yeah. of a high school athlete, not a professional athlete, right? And we yeah. can talk about the differences between that within movement of what we're trying to get them to so that they could be successful. And again, within these ranges to be adaptable. Um, and again, we're not trying to eliminate all variability. We don't want the cookie cutter yeah. take the same swing every single time, and that's what everybody kind of misses. No, but I do want to limit the bandwidth. And I don't want to be swinging sure. upside down or missing the ball by three feet because it's an option that I have that is not useful for me. Yep. Yeah. No, and I think too, probably getting towards the end of this, and I think this could be a, a series, like you said, we're doing the course. Big piece you said there too. And I'm not saying people that self-org are guessing. That's not what I'm saying. I don't think that's what you're saying either. But there's no reason to have to guess if you don't know. Just learn. Just try to understand the move. Because there is there is a time and a place for it. We we do that, Joe. We put them in constraints. Call it what you want. Self work is you're putting them in a, uh, an environment and constraining it to get the move you want. But there's no reason to guess of what track what kind of move we're trying to get them to do. Like you're saying, there's ways now that we can know. We can find the information. We can start putting these guys in in uh, understanding their movement profiles movement profiles more and really utilizing the self org to get the results we want. So yeah. And there isn't, um, and, 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 and I, I wanted to reiterate that, like, we're, I'm not saying you're guessing. Joey's not saying you're guessing either, but it's, it's also, we just need to make sure that we do understand it a little bit more than, um, than we, than we think sometimes. Yeah. And we also got to call out reality, right? If you don't, if you don't think that movement is, was important at a big stage of your life, well, guess what? There's other people are probably more versed in that area. Just like yeah. you might be more versed in another area because you thought something else was very important and I didn't. Right. Yeah. So, so there's that other thing of being like, also at the same time, sometimes we're, we got to recognize and have some self-awareness and say, I'm just not getting this area. Right. And if that's true, okay. Then I also have to understand that I have a blind spot in that area. Yeah. Right. And there's more for me to learn and understand in that, that thing. So I can successfully do that. And again, it isn't self-orgers and not self-orgers. And I've been victim of, 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 or not victim. I have been guilty, right. Of making these camps of like the self-organization camp. It's, it's more about um, missing information from a certain camp of implementation of 
self-organization. We're all, we all utilize self-organization. Again, if I can strain yeah. a whole bunch of things and I get them to move and get them to self-organize with them, great, right? If I'm utilizing and actually speaking from self-organization and my interpretation of self-organization is actually accurate rather than, um, rather than all these pieces I'm missing and I'm just going by the word of self-organization um, and, and thinking that I'm just gonna you know, uh, throw it out there and like let them figure it out. It's not figure it out, yeah. right? It's self-organizing within a set of constraints. That's why I always, I always almost say I change the verbiage and I'm like, it's more about, it's more like um, constraint organization or a constraint led approach, right? Um, and again, it's not, they're not different camps. They're all just different ways of talking about ways and techniques of getting uh, skill acquisition to help athletes, again, be successful. Right. Especially to there, Joe, I want to drive that home too, like, they will complete the task. You know, if you put them in there, they'll probably compete the task and they'll get the barrel to the ball. But like you said, is it the most to what degree? Way? Yeah. And, and to, what, to degree? what degree? Because it's like, it's like the, for example, uh, the machine, like we hit off the machine and half our team started changing their mechanics just to hit the ball. And Dinko yeah. would say, what are we doing now? Like, I want mm-hmm. you to compete to a certain extent, but I'm not trying to get you to change your whole mechanics just to get the barrel to the ball now, you know? Yeah. Because you they are got to be again, mindful of some start, of that stuff. They start, they start organizing to the exact constraint of being like, okay, I'm just going to touch it. I'm just going to touch it. I'm just going to touch it. Right. Yeah. And then now these other guys that are good in other tasks, which is again, obviously hitting in the game. Now you get to those other, that other degree. Now you've changed their, their moving patterns. And again, that's the whole point. You set up a constraint to get a response, but if it's not getting the response that you want, you got to change the constraint. You got to change the mindset. You got to change, you know, the hardware or, you know, you know, or uh, not hardware or the programming or the software. Right. All of that yep. stuff, there's all these, and that's goes into like what the athlete is thinking and how they're trying to complete the task. So, and we also got to understand that, right? I could sit there and try to, me and uh, Wes McGuire uh, from Florida Baseball Ranch, we, we shot this around a couple of times. I can sit there and try to constrain it and 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 constrain it in a million different ways, or I can just talk to the athlete and change the mindset. Yeah. So, yep. so. Yes, I want to constrain it. Yes, that is something I want to utilize. But at the same time, my job is to save him time and to get him there quicker. That's my job. So if I can cue him up and also supply a constraint and that gets him there quicker, great. Then we have done my job, right? It's not about only doing one or another. It's not all about external or only internal cues. not about self-organization or not self-organization, which doesn't even make sense in the the other uh, aspect. And again, been guilty of saying certain things like that and out of context. Right. Yeah. But the whole point, the whole point is, is that our job is to get them there as quickly as possible. And you and that is the utilization of all skill acquisition techniques, especially when something's been hardwired. That's a whole nother ball game. There's a whole nother ball yep. game. It's a whole nother branch of skill acquisition. There is chapters and books and and yep. books and books and textbooks of uh, things all on certain subjects like that. That is completely yep. different. From someone that has been doing something for a short period of time compared to someone that's been a lifelong gambler or a lifelong mover in this this way. That's a completely another thing. Yeah. And I think that I think we can leave them with that one, Joe. But something for them to look forward to isn't just the skill acquisition, but the progression regression. Um, we can take them through some things that we do with that. And I also wanted to say here, guys, you just need to get you need to get a hat. You need to get a <laughs> shirt. I mean, Joey, you're looking pretty in yours today. I mean, yours looks a little Appreciate bit. Do you iron it? What happened? I just, I just, I don't know. She just turned out nice. (laughs) 
Nice. No, I think that, um, which obviously we'll do the course, but I also think we can dive into this and kind of unpack this a couple different ways and, and continue to provide value when it comes to this acquisition, because I'm guilty of it too. I think we all think we know a little bit more than we actually know when it comes to this stuff, especially with the new science and research coming out. So I um, wanted to open up the conversation with that one. And Caleb, you know, um, we're always open to having a conversation. Hopefully you just under have a little bit more clarity of where we were coming from. And really, I appreciate you putting your thoughts out there because if that didn't happen, we wouldn't be having this kind of conversation anyways. Yeah, we need we need people to do that, right? It's not, again, people got to stop being um, afraid of uh, having conversations, right? Like, again, what separates us, the things that we disagree on are the things that we need to communicate about, right? And again, that's yeah. what pushes the game forward is those communications. As long as everything stays civil and it's constructive, right? And it's not, yeah. you know, name calling and you start, you know, firing yeah. back and forth at each other you know um because that's we not start, what it's about we start right? letting it, yeah we start letting our passion start getting in the way of growth yeah you know? or insecurities that's, or any that, of those that, that you know? can happen yeah yeah or any yeah. of that stuff you know so we just got to be just mindful of all those things and also have conversations and and again there's things that we're all right about there's things that we're all wrong about and uh you know there's there's pieces of all that and everything in between so um yeah yep. it's just important yeah yeah what else you got All for right. the people, Joe? Well, the people, the people. We got some things. Uh, we got some things coming. I, I know we say that every time, but we, we, you know, we again launch remote training. Make sure you guys are plugged in with the remote training. Again, people are getting some crazy results. I mean, again, I, I always say this. Uh, getting better over time. But I was just telling to somebody the other day. I was like, man. I was telling uh, our, our boy, one of our MLB guys. I was telling him, I'm like, man, the thing, the things I can do with an athlete now in three months compared to what I used yep. to be able to do with them. Again, it's just crazy. Again, our job is to get them there quicker. And again, we built yep. a team and we've, uh, you know, been uh, training. We have people shadowing us here for the last uh, six months and they're training guys and they're getting really good results and um, very bright. And, you know, it's going to be cool with the game of baseball. I'm, I'm excited for other things we're able to offer and the things we have coming forward in a lot of different 100%. areas. Uh, we got so many projects that we're rolling out over here over the next couple of months. And uh, we've been working on them for, you know, about a year or so. So, um, yeah, you know, it's kind of hard to explain it, Joe. It's just kind of one of those things that, you know, we, we hate to say it, but, uh, you know, wait for it, wait for it, but wait for it, baby. This stuff is coming. It's going to be, <laughs> it's coming. Stay plugged yeah. in. Stay plugged yeah. in. All right, guys. Well, from us and our partners until next time, farm system out. Mm-hmm.